0: Hi everybody, I hope the new year has started well for you and that you're doing fine. We're going to take a look at paragraph 518, hopefully up to and including 522, from Hegel's Philosophy of Spirit, the third part of his Encyclopedia of Philosophical Sciences. We're going to read portions at least of the German text, But first of all, let me make a more general uh, representation. When Hegel speaks about the family, he has a very specific form of family life in mind. We call that the bourgeois family. In our time, we can no longer consider the family essential as an economic entity. Nor can we discuss family in terms of the larger community of blood relatives. The modern organization of economic life has limited some of the functions that the family can fulfill. It's no longer the basis of our economic life and it's no longer about the larger community. It's more about what we in Holland would call het gezin. That is, to parents and children, and maybe uh, some of the uncles and the nephews and nieces around, surrounding that. Now this limitation in the functions of the family has meant, for example, that in the family the personal relationship of a sexual and affective nature has become the most important. Uh, diminishing the function of having children that can contribute to the work on the land, for instance. In addition of this major function of the family, we have the permanent function of the education and upbringing of children that has remained from Hegel's era. Now, the fact that in history the function of the family has changed and has been limited like this does not mean that we can ignore Hegel's views as historically irrelevant and therefore also philosophically irrelevant. After all, what Hegel is trying to do is to express in the form of the concept what is essential for the realization of freedom. His question is, what is necessary for the social construction of moral life? The family thus has a necessary function in the realization of such a community. So we must read the text about the family from his own perspective that deals primarily with the realization of freedom. And we can still ask the question in our, uh, in our own era, what is the contribution of family life uh, to the realization of freedom in the social community? Now, according to Hegel, man is more than just a legal person or a moral subject. That's why we are discussing social ethics now, uh, are no longer in the sphere of legality and morality. Man is involved in social relationships in a very substantial way, not superficial or external, but substantial. The spirit of a community is the condition of morality. Morality has this breeding ground on which it rests, and from which it springs. And without morality, law cannot stand. The mere abstract enforcement of law will produce injustice. The social community, therefore, is able to give a concrete determination of the good, That is to say, the unity of law and welfare, the unity of legality and morality. It has become concrete. It has become determined within the social community. Now the family is the first and immediate form in which this unity of rights and welfare, welfare is realized. It's the first immediate form of this determination of the good. In the family, a human being is no longer an abstraction, as he is within the spheres of legality and morality. Only within the community do people really exist. Our existence cannot be defined within legality to be a person that has rights and then can act in conformity or against the law. It can no longer be defined as morality, acting towards the good. The primary situation of our individual life is the communal life of the family. That is where we really exist. Now we need to talk about the unity of that social life, the unity that binds individuals together in the bond of the family. Love is, according to Hegel, the element that guarantees the unity of the general and the particular, the universal and the particular. In the family, I do not exist as a separate individual, but I am a part of a living community. That community is held together by trust and love. And such a unity is not primarily understood, it's not uh, an outcome of some kind of intellectual examination, but it is felt. Family members faithfully care for each other, and they are emotionally connected and intertwined. The family is not about laws, not about general rules. The family is not, strictly speaking, a rational structure of living together. Hence, Hegel says that this is all about the individual in his natural universality. Now, there are differentiations, differentiations within the family. Natural sexual differentiation and forms of spontaneous affectivity are not just a natural given, however. They exist within the family. They belong to the family. Nevertheless, they are not simply natural. It is about the natural universality. Sure, it comes from our uh, physical, bodily nature. Nevertheless, it exists as a spiritual reality. The physical duality of the sexes, for instance, is being transformed into a spiritual unity within the family, within marriage. love. Is reason in the mode of feeling. It is unity in the multiplicity. So this duality of the sexes is overcome, it's not merely something external, Um, there's no mutual outwardness, externality, um, which would be the case if we take sexuality as something purely physical. It is not. It is reason in the mode of feeling, it's a unity between different sexes that uh, transcends their physical duality. Now the mind, the verstand, is unable to think of this union in marriage on the one side and the multiplicity of this physical distinction on the other side. It's unable to conceptually unite the one with the other. Human reason, however, according to Hegel, is capable of combining or seeing the inner unity of these two extremes that, in a sense, contradict each other. Physically, we remain distinct and there is outwardness defining our relationship. Which, by the way, according to Levinas, is exactly what sexuality is all about. Unity with externality. Hegel, however, maintains that this physical duality means that man and woman are opposite, they are extremes. So the only way to achieve union is by means of the spiritual unity that overarches the extremes, overarches the contradictions, and binds them together in a dialectical unity. That is what reason, according to Hegel, is able to do. That doesn't mean that Hegel uh, (coughs) doesn't see that love is in a way a paradox. What does love do? What does family life actually accomplish? From my point of view, it means that I give up my own independence. While being an individual, I lose my independence, my Selbstständigkeit. And now I exist in a bond of unity with others. That is not a loss. I do not experience that within the family as a loss. On the contrary, that loss is experienced by me as the answer to a desire. And everyone who has been shut out from a family, has had to grow up, for instance, as a state orphan, will understand exactly what I'm talking about. It is satisfying that as an individual I can give up my independence in order to derive the value and meaning of my existence from my involvement with others. Now, that being said, we now have to go to the text of Hegel. <coughs> he starts analyzing the family in paragraph 518. Der sittliche Geist als in seiner Unmittelbarkeit, enthält das natürliche Moment, dass das Individuum in seiner natürlichen Allgemeinheit, der Gattung, sein substanzielles Dasein hat. Das Geschlechtsverhältnis, aber erhobend in geistige Bestimmung, die Einigkeit der Liebe und der Gesinnung des Zutrauens, der Geist ist als Familie empfindender Geist. So what does that mean? the socially moral spirit zittlich meaning something like social morality very difficult to translate in its immediacy so in this form in this mode of feeling not yet in the mode of understanding and concept contains as its natural element the fact that the individual in his natural universality is man or woman, the agatum, that is the sexual differentiation, and the individual in this natural universality has its substantial existence. So the most natural um, relationship that is social, is the love between a man and a woman, the sexual differentiation, the sexual attraction, the sexual relationship. That is something that is substantial because it does not require the concept, it's simply active and there. Now however, within the family this sexual differentiation, this sexual relationship is elevated into a spiritual determination, We talk about marriage, which is not simply like Kant would say, a contract for (coughs) uh, the benefit of the two partners in the contract that try to achieve sexual gratification through that contract. That was Immanuel Kant talking about marriage. Hegel sees more in that sexual relationship when it becomes a spiritual determination, a decision to be one united person to have this one single personality not in a psychological sense of course but this one single person within the communal life because of this uh, natural relationship of sexuality but this is what should be there the unity of love and the feeling the Attitude, maybe even the like um more than just a mood or a feeling, it's also an attitude of trust, mutual trust, and in all of this, the spirit, as social spirit, is <clears throat> um, spirit in the mode of, on the at the level of. Um, Feeling, Empfinden is also a very difficult German word to translate. At least I find it very difficult to translate. Literally, it's what I immediately find within myself. Empfinden means to find within. So it's substantial in the sense that it doesn't require conceptuality. It's Empfinden, the Geist, it's Spirit at its lowest, lowest level of understanding. That is the reason why in the next paragraph we can say that this, oh, let, let's read it first. The Unterschied der natürlichen Geschlechter erscheint ebenso zugleich als ein Unterschied der intellektuellen und sichtlichen Bestimmung. The difference between the natural sexes appears at the same time as a difference of the intellectual and uh, moral destination sidly so socially moral morality of communal life we're talking about now this is something that we won't be able to agree with in our time because hegel is saying here that this difference between the sexes is at the same time a difference of the intellectual and moral determination or destination of men and women. So he is advocating what sometimes is called the theory of complementarity. Men and woman, because of their natural sexual differences, are at the same time intellectually and socially distinct. Their roles differ. Second sentence, the persönlichkeiten verbinden sich hier nach ihrer ausschließende Einzelheit zu einer Person. So men and women, men and women, are two different personalities, and they have this exclusive individuality. Nevertheless, they combine into one person. That is what reason can see. There is exclusion, because a man is not a woman. And there is inclusion, because they are combined into the unity of one person. One person according to the perspective of social morality. Die subjektive inigkeit zu substanzieller Einheit bestimmt, macht diese Vereinung zu einem sittlichen Verhältnisse, zur Ehe. So... There's more going on than just this sexual differentiation and mutual attraction. There is also something like a substantial unity. Substantial unity means that there is a unity in which I am absorbed, that does not function at the level of the intellect, that doesn't require conceptuality. But this subjective... Um, yeah, but... But what is innigkeit in in English? Closeness, affection. Um, this is what makes this union to into a social, moral relationship, marriage. That is what marriage is. So there is something like sexual differentiation. There is something like sexual attraction. There is also this attitude of trust and love. This aspiration to a higher kind of unity. And that unity, when it arises, is substantial, something that I'm absorbed in. And I'm not looking at it from the outside to determine what it conceptually is. That is what marriage is. And that is the basis of everything we can say about the concrete nature of the family die substanzielle ähnlichkeit macht die ehe zu einem ungeteilten bande der personen so this is a bond between personalities between persons that is exclusive to the outside and absolutely inclusive to the inside to the inner core of it that is why to monogamische a monogamous marriage Die körperliche Vereinigung, that is, no, let's read it first. Die körperliche Vereinigung ist Folge des sittlich geknüpften Bandes. So, it's not that we add to this sexual unity something like a moral, um, a moral meaning, a moral determination. It's not that we simply um, uh, give some kind of social moral uh, determination added unto it, but we have this idea to think about. The uh, sexual union is the consequence of a bond that has been tied, that has been <clears throat> realized according to the rules and the concepts of social morality. The folge is the gemeinsamkeit particular interesse. So secondary to that, secondary to this monogamous marriage, this undivided <coughs> uh, bond between persons, that is the commonality of our interest. When you combine two persons, a man and a woman in the unity of marriage, they have um, common interests. Their particular interests, their personal interests are now being combined into one new common set of those interests. For instance, paragraph 520, das Eigentum der Familie als eine Person en erhält durch die Gemeinschaft in deren Beziehung auf dasselbe gleichfalls die verschiedenen Individuen, welche die Familie ausmachen, stehen, wie Erwerb, die Arbeit und vorsorge ein Interesse. <clears throat> so the property of the family, considered as one person, and Hegel uh, here shows that he sees the family uh, in the first place as an economic entity, even though he calls that a secondary consequence, but that is important to him. And secondary, uh, secondly, He sees the family as the larger, the extended family. Now the property of the extended family, being this one person, um, receives because of the community, the communality, um, that is the way different individuals, brothers and sisters, daughters and sons, grandparents, uh, all of them comprising this family, um, they have this communa- communality, Gemeinschaft, that is why the property of this Gemeinschaft, as we see in the acquisition of uh, things, of land, labor, uh, taking care of each other, all of that has a social and moral, interest, social and moral importance so the property now becomes a socially moral uh, thing, socially moral entity, uh, for instance acquisition, labor and taking care of each other. The same goes for the children. Die mit der natürlichen Erzeugung der Kinder verbundenen zunächst als ursprünglich im Schließen der Ehe gesetzte Sittlichkeit Realisiert sich in der zweiten Geburt der Kinder der Geistigen die Erziehung derselbe zu selbstständigen Personen. So, um, if you look at the raising of children simply from the point of view of this original sexual differentiated relationship within marriage, then we can talk about the birth of children, Um, the coming of children within that um, marriage as a consequence of that Um, that ability, that natural ability to reproduce and to reflect oneself within the life of the children. Now we have the product of all of that, that is the second birth of the children, the spiritual birth of the children and that is what they become Selbstständige Personen, independent persons. Durch diese Selbstständigkeit, so when these children become independent, treten die Kinder aus der konkreten Lebendigkeit der Familie, der sie ursprünglich angehören, sind für sich geworden, haben bestimmt, eine neue, solche, wirkliche Familie zu stiften. So that's what happens. Kids grow up. They leave this um, determinate, lively community of the family that they belong to originally, but now they have become for themselves. So they have separated themselves from this substance that they were once a part of. Nevertheless, they have this determination that they themselves will start a new family. Der Auflösung geht die Ehe wesentlich durch das natürliche Moment, das in ihr enthalten ist, den Tod der Eheengatten zu. So, the natural way to dissolve a marriage, according to Hegel, is the death of the uh, partners in the marriage. Aber auch die Innigkeit aus die nur empfindende Substantialität ist an sich dem Zufall und der Vergänglichkeit unterworfen. It can happen that within a marriage love gets lost. So then, of course, the um, uh, marriage will also be dissolved. Nach dieser solche Zufälligkeit geraten die Mitglieder der Familie in das Verhältnis von Personen gegeneinander. Und damit erst treten, was diesem Bande an sich fremd ist, rechtliche Bestimmungen in dasselbe ein. So the only way that legality is again a valid approach to the life of the family and we have something like family law the only way that can happen is when this um, substantiality gets lost when this uh, love and trust is diminished or completely dissolved and then we have to talk about the legal determinations of one person that came from that family, toward another person that came from the same family. That's the moment that we have use of legality. Before that, the life within the family is structured in a very natural way. It isn't organized specifically. Uh, people don't ask what the law says about how to treat each other. It's some something that comes completely natural to them. Now, this is the way Hegel talks about the family. And in the next video, we'll need to talk about the consequences of all of that for uh, the understanding of uh, civic society. Thanks for watching and uh, hope to see you next time.